Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, Patterns and Predictors of Unplanned Hospitalization in a Population-Based Cohort of Elderly Patients with Gastrointestinal Cancer by Joanna Grace M. Menzano et al. My name is Martin Exterman, and I am Professor of Oncology at the University of South Florida and Senior Member at Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa, Florida, United States of America. My oncologic specialty is triatric oncology. We live longer. Cancer is a disease of aging, and therefore a significant number of us will have cancer as we grow older. The median age at diagnosis for esophageal cancer is 67. For stomach cancer and colorectal cancer, 71. And for pancreatic cancer, 72. In order to provide good care for those patients, it is important to understand their medical needs. While a proportion of these cancers will be cured by their initial treatment, a number will relapse or present with advanced disease. For such patients, a key goal of cancer treatment is to maintain a patient's independence, quality of life, and meaningful community involvement, all of which can be threatened by unplanned hospitalizations. Yet, very little is known about the unplanned hospitalization patterns of older cancer patients. Do all of these hospitalizations happen during acute cancer treatment, such as surgery or chemotherapy? Or do they all happen at a terminal stage? Are they preventable? In the article that accompanies this podcast, Manzano et al. shed some light on this picture. They used the Texas Cancer Registry and the Medicare database to assess the rates and associations of unplanned hospitalization for older patients with gastrointestinal tumors. This allowed them to analyze a large sample of 30,199 patients, of which one-third were 80 years and older. Their findings are quite striking. Over a median follow-up time of 15 months, they observed a rate of 93 unplanned hospitalizations per 100 person years. 59.1% of their cohort was affected, and the median time to first unplanned hospitalization was 2.2 months. This is markedly higher than the 11.4 events per 100 person years observed in Medicare patients without cancer. The problem is real, and the personal and economic impact is significant. How could we reduce this number? Our first instinct would be to blame our own treatment. Surgeries for digestive cancers can be very invasive, 
and chemotherapies usually are multi-agent regimens. Yet, in Menzano's series, only 19.4% of the patients had received this type of treatment within 30 days of hospitalization. 6.9% had chemotherapy, 12% had surgery, and 2.5% had radiation therapy. This leaves 80.6% of patients in whom this unplanned hospitalization cannot be closely linked to the cancer treatment. One should remember, however, that Medicare data from that time did not account for oral medications, and therefore the impact of notably several targeted therapies might have been missed. Are all these hospitalizations then linked to terminal disease? This does not appear to be the case either. The rates of hospitalization were quite similar during the first and second years of follow-up, and the median time to the first one was 2.2 months, which in most tumors did not correspond to that phase of the disease. Could the causes of hospitalization shed some light? They are quite variable. Fluid and electrolyte disorders, 8.3%. Intestinal obstruction, 5.3%. And, accounting for about 3-4% each, pneumonia, CHF, complications of surgery and medical care, septicemia, gastrointestinal hemorrhage, deficiency and other anemia, COPD, and UTI. Whereas intestinal obstruction and bleeding can likely be attributed to the cancer and the complications to its treatment, the other causes are rather nonspecific. What can we learn from the association analysis? Whereas age, black race, upper GI tumors, and living in a low-income area have some correlation with the risk of hospitalization, the highest hazard ratios are associated with stage of cancer and the presence of comorbidity. I will spend little time commenting on the impact of stage, as the association will not surprise any oncologist. However, the role of comorbidity deserves some attention. Patients with a Charlson score of 1 were 17% more likely to be hospitalized than those with no serious comorbidity. When the score was 2, the risk was 30% more. And when the risk score was 3 or more, the risk was 52% higher. This compares with 34% higher risk of unplanned hospitalization in patients with metastatic disease versus localized. This points to the fact that in older cancer patients, we should really consider cancer as one disease among others. Psychologically, cancer still comes with a big C. Upon diagnosis, patients, families, and medical teams tend to put this on top of the priority list and deprioritize the management of the other diseases. It is not rare in practice to have patients focus all their care in a cancer center and for the primary physician and other specialists to be left out of the loop. With the increasing complexity of cancer care, the oncologists have little spare time and expertise to manage the comorbidities. Yet, chronic comorbidities interact with cancer behavior and cancer treatment in addition to following their own worsening course. What might then decrease the incidence of these unplanned hospitalizations? The Texas cohort does not allow a direct estimate of that. The high impact of comorbidities is a call to multidisciplinary management and coordination of care. 
a well-conducted geriatric screening followed by proactive management, has been shown to modify cancer management in 20 to 50% of the cases in at least four studies and detect additional geriatric issues. Outside of the cancer setting, a short geriatric intervention in an emergency room decreased the rate of repeat emergency room visits from 16.1% to 14.7% per year. The article is Mayonet Al, JAGS 2001. The main effect of the assessment was increased community referrals. Clear efforts should be made to keep communication between various providers flowing. While cancer treatment can impact other diseases, polypharmacy can, for example, worsen the toxicity from chemotherapy. All patients in Manzano's cohorts were on Medicare, but significant copays might have accounted for less compliance with non-cancer medication and subsequent complications, especially in the underserved population. It should be interesting to observe whether better medication coverage will help that aspect. Finally, using proactively supportive care measures and services might prevent more admissions. Menzano et al.'s study reminds us that the care of older cancer patients should be multidisciplinary in both the inpatient and outpatient settings if one is to prevent unplanned admissions. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you for listening. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.